This is the 62nd episode of Stockholm Legacy Report, a podcast about paper legacy. My name is Victor Bernhardt. With me is my dear co-host Christopher Wikström. Robinson Seal had to call in ill tonight, unfortunately, but we have some notes from him from for this podcast. Warm welcome to you, dear listener. Hello, everybody. I hope you're doing well, and I hope Robin will do better soon. Stockholm Legacy Report can be found most every week on the Top Tech app. So this episode, we have no paper play to report. Robin was supposed to save us. I mean, I've been super busy at work. Christopher has been doing COVID shots that knocks him out. And we just released a long meaty episode from our trip to Norrköping Animation Games Legacy. So instead we will finally get to the last question that we were supposed to answer already in episode 60 in the then Q&A session. And this will be a special duo of our Basic Land Connoisseur panel. Isn't that so, Christopher? Yeah, that's right. This is long anticipated and it's a bit of a twist as well, as Victor soon will explain. Yeah, a friend of the cast, Albert Lindblom, or as more people will know him, Ali on MTGO, had an interaction on Twitter a while back with Phil Nguyen, also known as MTG Banding, on a single basic island in the Lands deck, which is of course an archetype that traditionally only plays a basic forest. It turns out Ali had a list that played cards such as Brainstorm and uh, Flusterstorms in the board or something, it was completely out of hands apparently and the challenge that came from that interaction is this firstly which is the best forest for lands and this is probably the most discussed basic forest in a deck ever but we haven't gotten to it yet actually on our basic land connoisseur panel so we're gonna get to that but it's gonna be a special twist because it will be paired by this extremely controversial basic island also in a lands deck so what do you say christopher are you up for this challenge yeah you know i am and uh, it is it is weird i'm gonna go into it later because my top pick for the forest to play in lands is going to be completely different now when i have to pair it with an island i'll just mention when we get to it what forest i would pick for my lands deck if i only could pick one but If it has to go well with an island, that opens up more dimensions, doesn't it? It does indeed. I have also made completely different choices. Robin also had made a choice for a forest for lands deck that would go well with a taiga. So as honorable mentioning before we get into our stuff, we're going to say that he was going to talk about a forest from Theros, number 246 by Rob Alexander. And this is... To me, such a Theros forest, it, it has it really encapsulates the art direction of Theros, but I can also really see how you would want to put this next to a taiga. Isn't that so? Yeah, for sure. And for me, like this, uh, this forest, uh, more than it screams lands, it really screams Sue with the taiga because it it looks like maybe maybe it's a bit you know um, hurt bias by getting sued but i just think that it uh, it kind of frames the uh, so there's like this hill with trees in the background and it's kind of framed by a thicker kind of forest and that's kind of like where i expect the curd apes to crawl out from i think it's it's really nice i'm not really sure if i'm getting the land vibes from it but it definitely goes well with a taiga 
I'm just waiting for these uh, Theros uh, shepherds to come walking across this hill where these tre trees are on. Because it's also a hill that isn't covered in trees. It has some trees on it, but it's also a bit of a grassy. I mean, this is almost like, almost like it has a savanna feeling to it in the sort of, in the feeling that it has shepherds and then would be a plains. But then again, it's not a plains. Uh, we, we're clearly in hills. So for me, this is, now that I come to think of it, in my view, the perfect Naya land. And yeah. of course, lands these days, they will play in Naya colors because it means Kaboo, as we talked a lot about in uh, the last episode we recorded. So uh, I don't know if this was Robin's intention, but this is clearly to me the Minsk and Boo land. It definitely looks very crop rotationable. Like, uh, <laughs> like what I mean by that is it could become either a taiga or a savanna, depending from where you're standing. So I guess, yeah, I can, I can see it has, it has dimensions. I'll give it that. And I, I actually really like the details on the trees that are the closest to the, from the perspective of this. I really like the, the details. I think it's super nice. I didn't pay too much attention to the Pharaoh's basics when they first came. But now when we've done the connoisseur panel, I've looked at them a bit more. And I actually really enjoy a lot of them. And Rob Alexander is really good at making art, especially basics. Can we also mention that Rob Alexander made both Taiga and Savannah, of course. So yeah. um, it's really well tied together here. I mean, lands, jewels, fave, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So what have you picked out, Christopher, for this uh, exquisite challenge? When it comes to, you know, just the normal, like, pick one forest for your land stick. I'm always going to go for the Eurolands, Schwarzwald in mm -hmm. Germany and yeah. by Scott Bailey. But this isn't about that. This is about pairing it with an island. When I hear playing blue in your land stick, my, my heart wanders down a path of nostalgia. And... I made a meme that I sent in our, you know, back backdoor channel with, you know, the Drake meme where it's like disapproving of something and very approval of something else. So I sent that with the disapproving saying Lance and the approval saying Eternal Garden, which is what I will always in my heart call the deck. It's not at all the same deck that it was back in the day, but that name is so calming and it's super beautiful and a lot of iterations of that deck uh, could play blue for a lot of things like you we've seen everything from academy ruins looping engineered explosives and just doing nasty stuff like that so i wanted to you know take this opportunity to just give a an homage like make an homage to eternal garden the deck that it was so the forest that i picked is from mirage it's version 347 by Tony Roberts. And this kind of has a similar framing, not as intense as the pick that Robin had, but there are some trees and bushes nearby from where the perspective is. And uh, it's what's in focus here in the, in the image. And then in the background, you see a, a big cliff and a waterfall. And for me, this looks like a very nice place to, you know, take some turn off, just chill, relax, set up 
and then start reaping your rewards. Maybe taking a, one of those big, you know, water slide balloons and just go down that waterfall. When I hear the name Eternal Garden, I think tranquility. Just let it let it soothe you. And what better place to relax than perhaps an unintentional other perspective of something that looks to be the very same area or at least close to it which is the island that I picked and this island is from from Lorwyn and it's made by Ron Spears and it's version 287 and it is if you have seen this quote-unquote cycle the flower cycle of Lorwyn and it's extremely colorful it kind of looks paradise-ish like a paradise-ish if you could call it that it has some waterfalls uh, in the background. It kind of looks like the same waterfall that we saw earlier. Yeah, it really does. It's like the same waterfall from two different perspectives. It, is this intentional from you? Yeah, it is intentional. I didn't see it at first because when I was just looking for an island to match the forest that I really wanted, I saw the waterfall and I was like, what kind of mood do I relate to gardening and you know stuff like that when it comes to islands? And this one from Lorwyn is one of my absolute favorites of all time. It's filled with maybe not super much life. It looks like there could be some sort of animal up there on the left, but it's very colorful. And it's a place where things can grow and animals and stuff can prosper. That's kind of like what you do with a land stick when you put brainstorm in it. It has an opportunity to, to fight the quote-unquote real decks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I just think if you want to, you know, play a deck with such a long <laughs> and rich history, maybe mashing basics together from two different areas that has a common denominator, something that can make them go together, like a waterfall that's in the background, out of focus in both of the pictures. Maybe that's just a common denominator you need in a deck that has evolved so much over time. And uh, for me, that's why this uh, really encapsulates the eternal in Eternal Garden. The deck changes, but it's still somewhat the same after all these years. So these are my picks. What do you think, Victor? I have so many thoughts here. Like, firstly, both of these lands, the forest and the island, they are so Javi Maya. Yeah. And I'm thinking Javimaya Coast, Javimaya whatever, really. I mean, these these do not look like basic lands. They look like duels. Part of the same cycle in, in a set released sometimes in the early millennia. These are both the same blue-green land, <laughs> essentially. And I think it's fascinating how you found two different basic land types from two still quite different eras. I mean, Mirage and Lorwyn, it is some time apart. And it's also some time apart in the history on development of the game. And they are so alike. I find it fascinating, actually. And, I mean, of course, a lot of people are going to feel uncomfortable by putting two basic lands with different border in the same deck. And that would be sort of, of course, very controversial. But I don't really care. In both these pictures, you, you, you would imagine, like, all the water life, uh, all the poisonous frogs that will live in in this basic land art and like it almost looks too nice that it, it becomes sort of intimidating in a way and i think with lorwyn especially 
I mean, everything was a bit too nice, wasn't it? If you look at the... During the uh, sun hours. Mm -hmm, okay. Exactly. The lore of Lorwyn. I mean, yeah, I think it really works, of course. This is uh, this is nice. And, and the waterfall being... I mean, w w the forest has more vegetation on the mountain than than the island which has the mountainside kind of bare from vegetation but doesn't really matter because it, it, they're so similar in every other way like in the shape and how they are focused in the pictures it's just a, a lovely find i salute you on this one way interesting i really think it's there's something special here like like you mentioned there are some similarities but the forest for instance it's not as blooming as it's not as radiant like the colors are a lot more uh, dim and not as uh, you know colorful the island like both of these would make perfect uh, like you said dual arts because they both have water and forest or vegetation in them but there's just something special about the area starting to bloom uh, maybe even more after 11 years apart and now when we're, what is it, 15 years away from the Lorwyn. Mm-hmm, yep. From the Lorwyn art. The deck is more alive than ever now. There's more variation to it. Like you said, Ali put Brainstorm in it and stuff like that. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's a deck that just keeps on blooming. And that's why Eternal Garden is such a, such a nicer name to, to it than Lands. Just... Don't at me. At him, please. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those were my picks. Uh, would you like to share what what your picks are, Victor? No, sure. I mean, if I was to pick a f basic forest for lands only, I would probably pick uh, a guru forest on principle because something as expensive as the other lands in, in the deck, Tabernacle at the Pendle Vale, we're looking at you. You need to sort of meet up <laughs> with something equally pricey so i think basic forest guru is the only only sort of proper choice when it comes <laughs> what you should play in lands but <laughs> since you need this to is... put the multiplier on that debt <laughs> yep 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 luckily i don't have student loans so you know but to be more serious and actually answer the question uh, i am going to go to very recent art i am wanted to recommend the John Avon Unstable Basics. So they would be 216 from Unstable for the forest and 213 for, for the island. And I'm choosing these. I mean, of course, everyone likes John Avon ever since the, the very classic unhinged full art basic lands. And uh, I mean, these unstable lands, I have them as art prints on my wall because I think they are even nicer, even though they're sort of, they're not the first ones, they're the newer ones. I really really love them and the thing is that i also have uh, a good set of sort of 40 each of the unstable basics in paper because i want them as uh, basics for when i invite people over for draft and the thing is they look good now we have them on a screen in front of us they look really nice on my wall but they actually do come out the best in the cardboard magic gathering card size prints when you play them then in that format these basics look perfectly awesome and awesome is really what you want to go for in in a lands deck if you want to look at what basic lands you want to play and that's why i'm choosing them so the forest has i mean it is very john avon-esque <laughs> it has tall slightly bare 
stems of trees in the foreground, shadowed, and in the center, a bit to sort of far away, you have this also leafless tree that has a lot of branches on it. It's a twisted sort of, is this an old oak perhaps? Are we in a dark forgotten forest? It's very sort of sparsely leafed trees, but it's very green because there's this green mist that's shining through and you can just hint a strong sunlight coming sort of straight at you. But the forest mist is so thick that you do not really get the illumination that you probably should have given that these are trees without leaves and it creates this really interesting ominous effect that this is not just any forest i mean in this forest you're walking into dangerous things and what are you doing when you play against lands well you walk into dangerous things like suddenly sort of there is this art troupe putting up some Romeo and Juliet cover and boom, out comes Merit Lage. It sort of, this forest tells a story about something dark coming for you. And the island, on contrary, is a very light and lovely composition. Like you have this, this windy f- sort of seawater, smaller rocky island in the foreground and in the background, this huge island of that's just pure black rock that shoots up from the from the sea lots of birds circling around it barely any clouds really just a hint of of clouds in different shifts of blue in the sky and sea mist making the 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 large island kind of smudged out or sort of difficult to make out properly even though you can see that it's very detailed and has the same effect as the forest that you're sort of getting this dimmed effect on the main attraction of the picture so to say and i think it's just really well executed and sort of it's interesting because it's not a theme that's carried out sort of throughout all of these all of the cycle it's not sort of it's not a five misty pictures but these two specifically have that same mist and i think that makes them look really good next to each other and again the images are nice if you look at them on a computer i have the art prints they're super nice i framed them i put them up but these lands really come out the best in the deck and this is a paper legacy podcast so you know the question was find the best basics for a blue splash in lands and i think uh, this is um, where i would go because i mean these two look super nice next to each other on the battlefield and that's where you want them yeah we're about that paper <laughs> but uh, yeah i i really like this pics and uh, mainly due to one of the things that you said that i would like to expand upon this forest it looks kind of like the perspective wise it looks massive and you kind of feel lost in it but if you look really closely it looks like it's on a hill Mm -hmm. that's tilted yeah so it kind of feels like you're fighting against this massive force and you don't even have steady footing yeah it's not sure like are you on a hill or have you just very uneven footing and you're about to trip or something like that it doesn't feel like you the the forest is definitely steering you. You're not fully in control, it feels like. It's massive and you're just a, a small piece in the puzzle. And the same goes with the island, but the opposite effect. It has this massive perspective. Like you have this small cliff or small island before the big one that still looks quite massive. But then in the in the background, we have the real problem 
the enormous, like the enormous island the, that's just sticking out of the water of the ocean and it's kind of like the same unsteady footing feeling you're fighting against the bigger force the terrain in both of these pictures you you will never have steady footing and that's why that's what i always feel like when i'm playing against lands it's not always a fight about i'm gonna put on the pressure and then i'm gonna beat them down it's always a fight if I can stabilize and get stable footing. And both of these lands say, I'm going to make it hard for you. One is tilted and it looks like you're in a massive maze of green fluorescent light. And the other one is just not inviting you at all to come visit. So I think these are really good picks for lands. Building on what you say, also these lands, both of them, they look like they are posing a challenge. And in doing so, and this is something that I really want for all of the basic lands I pick for any deck is that these lands make you ask the question where am I where am I going and what is happening here like both of these lands to me could be the first 10-15 lines of a novel like describing how an antagonist is standing in this forest or walking uphill in this thick misty forest or how this person is looking out leaning over the railing of a big ship seeing this island that they are circling to find the good direction which to from approach it and uh, i mean your lands as well these picks you're sitting there looking through the foliage of the forest towards the waterfall across that lake or if you're sitting next to these flowers you're perhaps finishing your early breakfast after making camp and you're continuing on boat over this lake towards that waterfall so many stories i mean you, you are invited to so many stories in these lands and i want that for my basic land art and i think that it is something that of course can be found in a lot of land basic land arts because people who do this are professionals but these picks they are exceptional in that regard Yeah, like the unstable ones. I think all of the unstable basics are really great. And uh, the forest is my favorite out out of all of them, just due to how much of a story it tells in such a quote-unquote simple picture like it's it's green we have seen forests with trees like this before but it's something the mist combined with is this a path or am I just making the best out of a maybe bad situation walking down the path it it feels like you're a protagonist trying to conquer some something and you don't know if it's good or evil yet but maybe if you stick around you'll see if you can best your opponent i i I really do enjoy these and uh, both of them tells a picture and i think the both of them are there's a point where the protagonist had the opportunity to turn around when they see both of these images in the unstable but they they don't that's that's the the picture i paint whereas in in my picks they do 100% continue the journey and find fruit and riches down down there by the water and uh, i think one can conclude by just again sort of remembering that Wizards of the Coast they publish you know Magic the Gathering but they also publish Dungeons and Dragons and uh, true, I true. think it really shows uh, here and uh, that is all we have for this week big art show 
Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been a pleasure, although we missed Robin dearly. If you listen and like the work that we do here and you want to have more of it, consider giving us a high rating in a podcast application of your choice. It really helps to both push visibility and uh, get things out there for us. Also, you can suggest to a friend uh, or perhaps your next opponent to check out the podcast, but only do so if you mean it. I mean, don't recommend this podcast to anyone if you don't like it. Then again, if you don't like the podcast, you probably haven't listened all the way here. If you have listened all the way here without liking it uh, you know we applaud your effort but why really and i mean if you are a lance player and you need to make a basic lance stand you are very welcome to do so in our discord server you can find a link in this episode description and in addition to the discord you can hit us up on twitter with your alternative picks for island in lance you can find us on sthlm legacy or personally on our twitter accounts christopher where do the listeners reach out to you you can find me on twitter at monolith mtg but before you at me with all of your forests for your lands thing look at the euro schwarzwald is it is your pick really better than that Wow, shots fired. You can find me at Disco Drogo. And that is the end of the 62nd episode of Stockholm Legacy Report. Thank you, Christopher Rikström. My name is Victor Bernhards. Warm thanks to you for listening. And the great Frönes has, as always, written our music. You can find more of their work on Spotify. Until our next episode, be kind and be great.